0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Six. And Father, we started last episode discussing essentially the basics of being in a relationship. And some people will look at your relationships and essentially judge you because of them. Why am why are you talking to a flat earther? Why are you talking to this guy? Why are you talking? And then you gave the examples of why is a Steelers fan being cool with a Ravens fan? Why are you being nice to the New England guy? Like, what's up with that? Well, because the Kansas City guy makes really good barbecue, and that's the bottom line. Like, there's there some connections like that, and that's what happens. And, you know, we were diving into this, and the, the whole crux, unless I'm misparaphrasing you, you, your your statements last episode, was we have to get to the personal element. And we have to dive deeper than the superficial. You have good barbecue, and I like that your style is from the middle of the country rather than the vinegar stuff they do down in Carolina, and I like that more. So I'm going to have the middle of the country, Kansas barbecue, opposed to the Carolina barbecue. Does that make me a bad person? No. It means I don't like vinegar. That's part of life. So, And that's okay, and I think that that's part of what you were trying to articulate. There's so much coming at us. Our brains, whether we realize it or not, are in more of a delete mode than a build-up mode. And for so many of us, that can take over. And we can just dismiss out of hand, not explore chances, not explore opportunities. And as a result, a lot of stuff gets deleted. I mean, I, I look at this right now. I'm literally talking to a microphone That's designed to block out noises that are behind me. So if you're hearing that plane land behind me, I apologize. Hopefully it was good enough to to do that. And you're looking at me and telling me you can't. And our brains are the same way, right? But you also gave us the mission that when we're fully unified in heaven, we will be connected to everyone and, and, and we'll be able to do this. Part of it, I'm assuming, is the fact that there's no more barrier of time. Uh, but the other part of it that I want to dive into, and particularly with this episode, is that by its very nature, and this might be a time thing, actually, as I'm saying that saying the connection there, life is not static. Nothing in life is static, actually. The planet isn't. We aren't. Our relationships aren't. And I want to discuss that because... We have these notions that say, you're not the right person for me. And sometimes it's a timing thing and the way we're looking at someone else. You know, you're not the right person for me because it's going to go down a direction that I don't want to go because that's where it went in the past. Maybe it goes there again. Sometimes people are just going to repeat the history again. But sometimes things change. Sometimes you remind me of someone that bad things happen with. So I just want to discount you altogether. And that's what I want to discuss here is those processes that we go through as individuals to do the who should I invest? In? You give us a great story about how you sat back at your retreat and you let the Holy Spirit talk to you, and that's how you found someone. And you ended up talking to them and they went through their up and downs, just as I'm describing here. And you were open to that. And I'm sure by virtue of life, It always hasn't been a great conclusion. You can make a very good answer that that wasn't a great conclusion as they were going down the the horrible elements of life. But you stick with them and you stuck with, with that person. And I want to have that conversation about when we look at ourselves and our mechanisms of how do we choose to overcome when something went wrong, rather than taking ourselves out of the game. Because in the last episode you discussed why we would take someone else out. But I'm, I'm talking now about that individual who says, I've been hurt. I I, I just want to hide. I'm just going to stay in my house. Grub, you know Uber or Grubhub will bring me food. And I'm going to be disconnected. I'm just going to stay here. Because it's okay here. And I want to talk about stepping out the door and bringing more people into your life. And then it's going to be okay. Because to me that's a very important part of this conversation
1: yeah um we've talked on uh, previous episodes about uh, trauma and trauma responses the body keeps the score things like that and it's always in the back of my mind uh trauma sounds like something that only affects you know one percent of the population but this kind of thing that we're talking about uh Trauma, as described by a book like The Body Keeps the Score, really affects uh, probably all of us actually. Mm-hmm. just so it's one, one way to think about it is, you know there are some things that are embedded in our nervous system. So the same processes that uh, block a lot of stuff out, they also like send off alarms, and none of that's a conscious process. So I don't drive down the road and decide I'm not going to look at the trees on the side of the road all of that's happening very automatically in order to like actually do this activity. And my nervous system is just doing a bunch of stuff. And, uh, anyway, there's lots of interesting research around that, but, uh, also with people, there are things that are in our nervous system that I see, uh, you know, the real simplistic connections are like, I was, uh, well, you know, somebody who was, uh, abused by a priest and then they see me, you know, it's, There's there's a sudden reaction that's not conscious, and and it may take a quite a bit of time for them to warm up to me because that you know it's there it's in the nervous system it's just a spontaneous response and what happens uh, and this is you know some of the polyvagal theory it's very interesting that you know sometimes we move into hyperarousal fight or flight or then we shut down into hypoarousal. Uh, just kind of a numbness and a and a disconnection, and everything goes into a low mode, uh, or there's a kind of combination, the fawn response, which is sort of hypo I'm shut down internally, and I'm kind of desperately looking for what will make you happy and keep you from hurting me <laughs> and mm-hmm. so sometimes people have uh, fawn responses around priests because we we have power. And people perceive that again, it's a nervous system kind of thing. Oh, father, whatever I can do for you, please. Oh, father, it's so nice that you're here. Oh, father, you know, this, this kind of, uh, fawning. And, and again, that's a lot of times that's just happening. People are not even sometimes not even aware of it at all. And those are spontaneous responses. So I just mentioned that to say, like that stuff can burn a lot of energy. You know, if every time I see this person, I go into fight or flight mode, or I go into fawn mode, or I go into shutdown. I can't function. Like I'm not going to really function out of myself. I'm going to be functioning out of a variety of defenses, and uh, then I'm not going to be able to build real relationships from that place. So there may be a value, this is what I'm building to, there may be a value to disconnecting at certain times in order to regulate (laughs) a little emotional regulation, nervous system regulation, uh, a little bit of breathing, a little bit of safety, a little bit of you know finding a place that I can get back into myself and see coherently what's happening. And then uh, I I can step out into some of those challenging relationships. One of the things that helps us significantly to regulate are good relationships. And so if I go into a situation together with someone who knows me and then there's that security in that relationship, uh, there's a confidence there. I have an identity I can associate with someone or, uh, you know, uh, then, then I go into places that are more difficult where there are levels of the unknown or even things that trigger me. I can do that in a different way. And so just want to observe some of those dynamics that uh, all of us are familiar with. And, and uh, one little takeaway from this, sometimes people will say, well, You know, if we didn't have teams, tribes, tribes of various kinds, nations, uh, businesses, uh, branding, if we didn't have all of that, those are the cause of all of the divisions. If we didn't have the Steelers, we wouldn't have uh, an animosity against the Ravens, you know, but that's actually a false conclusion because it's my identification with the group, a sense of security and identity that makes it possible for me to push into unknown territory and meet someone else who who is different. Because actually everybody is different than everybody else. Yeah. Everybody is unknown territory. You can't just eliminate uh, names and titles and tribes and whatever and imagine everybody will then be the same and there will be no unknown territory. We're just as unknown. So uh, having the security of of an identity, a group, a loving relationship that's really genuine, deep, personal, where I'm known, that has a way of of stabilizing me interiorly. And so, and then I can press out into places that can be more challenging and that might trigger me in different ways. And so that's just an important dynamic to be aware of. So just to say, everybody who checks out, May need to people who check out may need to do that for a, a, a period of time in order to strengthen, but we can't check out indefinitely. Mm-hmm. If we check out indefinitely, we will starve to death, because uh, and I don't mean in our stomachs, I mean emotionally, uh, the human being doesn't exist in isolation. The human being only exists in relationship. And so if we cut off all of these uh, relationships, we we will simply starve emotionally and and become a, a ghost of a person. Uh, so it's important that we have some connection and that we also know what the healthy and affirming relationships are in our lives, that we can be built up by that. And that we're always then you know pushing out to whatever degree is possible for us. And you know it's uh we don't need to tackle the bear first. We could start with the puppy dog mm-hmm. <laughs> and and build up to the bear, whatever the bear might be in our lives.
0: And I don't think that I'm doing too big of a stretch here to do a thought process which how this could easily go into a negative cycle. I run away because my emotions are bad, and then I start I start wanting to have another relationship, but because I'm so desperate essentially to have a relationship in my life, I find one that's bad or they get taken advantage of, and then that just compounds the problem. And it becomes worse and worse. And then it becomes a pit of despair, ultimately, because you are right. I mean, we can see when someone's starving to death. You know, there's physical things we can see. There's also physical things, because this is nervous system based, that happens when people are in bad relationships. You know, you, you can see it upon people. Do you have smile lines? Well, that means things are probably working out pretty good. I don't know all of them, but probably overall things are probably awesome Um, or at least positive. Uh, and, And the same is true with the negative. And I can just see how easily it can go down either direction. That once you're starting in a momentum state of saying, I am capable of having good relationships and I want to. And again, subconsciously is how most of this happens. But with anything in our bodies, in our minds, in our souls, we can do exactly what you said. We can stop, take a minute, reflect, go, where am I at? Is this where is this where I want to be? Okay, if it's not, am I going in a direction towards it? Or am I going in a direction away from it? Or like most people, am I just kind of just going and I'm not sure where it's going to be? Um, <laughs> and I, I bring that up. Because I think that that's where most of us are because we don't check in and regulate ourselves, right? It's like driving in a place you've never been without the GPS. And I get that that's an incredibly dating myself reference because there's a lot of people out there who never drive with a GPS because they didn't have to when they were a kid and they know where they're at. But if you plot me in the middle of Utah and I don't have a GPS and I'm supposed to find one place or the other, Maybe I know mile markers and, like, I can guesstimate what the exit's going to be, but unless it explicitly says Salt Lake City, like, if it's a suburb or something, I have no idea. Like, like, how am I supposed to figure that out? And that's how most of us are going through life, right? We just kind of hover. And I want to kind of specify, as we got about five or so minutes left in this episode, to really dive into what that pause that get us out of the automatic wandering mode, if you will, how to go through that to get us concrete and say, you know what? I want to go here. I want to go to a space where I don't need to try to be everything to everybody and have 5 million superficial relationships. I want to have four great ones. How do I do that? And Father, that's what I'm asking. I'm sure it's a very hard question that (laughs) I know there's books upon books written about. But if you can give us a good starting point here as we conclude today's episode.
1: (laughs) Sure. Well, uh, just to kind of reinforce what you were saying, you know, even uh, the GPS, uh, even the people who don't drive with the GPS are in familiar territory. And I, I think that's another way to say what you were describing. Uh, Relationally, we should know where familiar territory is. We should know where home is. We should know where our home relationships are, our familiar relationships. And that gives us a starting point because our identity is actually formed by our relationships. And so I don't really even know who I am unless I'm in relationship with somebody who knows who I am and and can give that back to me. I also, you know, I discover myself. I'm always discovering myself in some sense as I enter into relationships with others. And so, um, you know, so we need to know where home base is to come back to, and then we can branch out from there. Uh, Learning always moves from the known to the unknown. And so uh, knowing how to come home to ourselves, come home to our familiar relationships is really important. How do we form those familiar relationships? That's your question. Uh, Mm -hmm. How do we form, good, healthy, strong relationships, friendships, you know, that's the real word for that's the real meaning of friendships, not the kind of acquaintances that Facebook uh, is promoting with friendships. But, but really, uh, you know, Jesus gives these three qualities of friendship in John uh, 15, 11 to 17. He says that uh, you lay down your life for your friend. And he said, if you're my friends, do what I command you. In other words, total trust, And then he says, uh, I call you friends because I've shared everything with you that I received. And that self-revelation, really sharing the heart. That's how we grow in friendship. Uh, And we do that step by step. As we share a little bit more, as we're a little bit vulnerable and our our friend proves trustworthy, then we trust more. And our friend proves trustworthy, and then we trust more. Mm -hmm. And that self-revelation, sharing our hearts, sharing what's vulnerable interiorly, and it's also trust when our friend says, you know, you should really try out this vitamin supplement. It's really useful. And we say, I trust him because he's my friend. And then he says, you know, you should, uh, you should really try out um, this church because this is really powerful. Oh, well, that's a, a more significant act of trust. You should meet my friend because you really like her. Well, that's another big step in trust, you know? So uh, as we trust someone's suggestions, as we reveal our hearts to the person, sharing our wounds, perhaps sharing the places in our hearts that would make it possible for our friend to hurt us uh, or betray us, those are really vulnerable places. And that's how we grow in trust when the friend proves trustworthy. So uh, how do we, you know, there there isn't an online shopping spot for these kinds of friends and uh, where we find them. Uh, We, we develop again in a kind of organic way, you know, maybe it's a colleague, maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's an in-law, you know, I was talking about your (laughs) brother-in-law that I invented. Um, But, you know, maybe that's a, (laughs) you know, maybe that's a, a starting point uh, is, is someone that you've, you know, you've married into a family and maybe there's a connection there. But, you know, we tend to, uh, we tend to draw, uh, so, so some of those superficial thing, you know, superficial exterior things like our favorite football team or, or our natural abilities, you know, somebody, two guys who really get houses, um, have some starting point, have some common ground to work with. And, and that can build from there, you know, uh, two guys with common faith, like prayer is really important, or we meet on a retreat or something like that. Those are good starting points, uh, looking around from there. And and then of course, you know, our family, the committed relationships we're already in are important to keep growing and to keep developing. We don't want those to become stale, but we wanna keep working on them. And if there are areas that we tend to avoid, you know, because it's sensitive, because we've been hurt there, uh, it's worth thinking about maybe now is the time to explore those areas a little bit more. Um, it's not definitely the time just because I said it, but it's worth asking the question is now the time that something that's an old wound, as you said, we are dynamic uh, creatures we're growing and changing and maybe our thoughts about something I remember watching my dad grow in faith from you know not going to church to going to church to not talking about God to starting to sign his emails to me. God bless. I was like, where'd that come from? You know I just I sort of saw the exterior signs that he was changing interiorly and there's always a danger that I keep treating him like he was, you know. This is many years ago now that uh, some of these things were happening. But uh, as they were happening, you know, that I treat I would treat him the way he was a couple years earlier. Um, we never talked about faith. Therefore, I'm never going to talk about faith. Well, maybe things are changing. Maybe it's worth bringing up again. Maybe now is the time to share it. And so even in friendships that exist, we, we may have the chance to go a little deeper and, and take a risk in an area that didn't work out before. But maybe it will now. Things have changed now. You know, a person gets married. They develop in some other relationships in the meantime. They have kids. They develop in parenthood. You know, they they get a job, get a promotion. They're being trusted in different ways. Their person is growing in in a lot of different ways.
0: And maybe we can bring something up now that we we couldn't have brought up before. That's a great answer. And there's just... Again, Father, every time you tell me something, I have so many more follow-up questions to have. And and I, I last thing I want to do is what I was doing for about a month there was ask a follow-up question while we're out of time in the episode. So <laughs> we'll be bringing those up in, in the following episodes. We'll be with you again here next week. So we thank everyone for listening and being a part of us. Please do click subscribe if you haven't already. Please give us the review on whatever platform you're on, good, bad, or ugly. The simple fact that it's a review that was written out has so much value on the Apple and Spotify networks, it's not even funny. So we ask everyone out there to please do that if you have not already, and we will be with you guys again next week.